Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome. To the Dirty Sports Podcast, I am your host, Andy Ruther, coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from sunny Southern California, Joey No Chill Prano. Hello, Andy. Welcome back to your home. Week in Vegas, bro. It's a lot. It's a lot of Vegas. I told you. It's a lot, a lot. Of right? It's a lot. I kept it pretty under control, and it was still a lot of Vegas. Still a lot of Vegas. Shout out to all the dirt balls who came out to show. So many dirt balls coming out to shows throughout the week in Vegas. I am not even going to attempt to name your names, guys. My brain is a bowl of oatmeal that has been kicked by a a uh, cowboy boot. Like I, my brain is mush today. Um, I'm still recovering and I got back yesterday. Uh, it's too fucking hot here in Los Angeles right now. No relief from the Vegas heat returning. Um, but shout out to all the dirt balls who came. The one, the one name I am going to shout out specifically dirt ball, Matt Irving, who came to multiple shows and picked me up at five 45 AM with coffee and a breakfast sandwich and took me to play golf. This guy. Wow. Legend. Gotten the met Matt Irving. Not a whole lot of dirt balls taller than me. Matt Irving. He has three inches on me. We have a six, seven dirt ball. Tallest dirt ball question mark. Now is Matt, is he, do we meet him in NorCal back in the day? I think he might've said that. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I have a pretty good memory of that. I think when we went to the Tonga room, Matt was he, there. I think he was part of a crew. I could be wrong. You could be right. You could be right too. Like, like one of the Tonga room nights where people were getting pretty turned. Okay. In uh, San Francisco. I think that's correct. Sounds right? correct. Sounds like, correct. Like he rolled, he rolled with some of his posse. I feel like he may have told me that again. The whole week is a blur. I went to play golf with Matt on Saturday morning. Where'd you play? Where do we play? We played someplace called Boulder Creek. But the reason I say Saturday morning is it feels like that was 14 years ago. Saturday. Was that in Saturday? Was 14. Yeah, I think so. It makes sense. Yeah. P- probably a good course, right? Really, really nice. Really fun. Yeah. But, uh, but you, uh, <laughs> savage. That was a little Topo Chico right there. You were golfing in some heat or was it, was it early enough? Yeah, it was early there? enough that we got out there. But by the, by end of day, by the end of the, by the end of the round, oh, yeah, still, man. it was still like, I mean, it was probably only 10. I think we played a solid four hour rounds, probably 10 45 when we got off the course. Hot. But oh, yeah. me and Matt had the cart girl come by and uh 7 40 a.m. I was like, well, let's get some drinks. I was like, what are we doing? Are we doing like bloodies? What are we doing? He's like, I don't know. I thought we just did, I thought we'd do Miller Lights. And I was like, 
listen, I'll drink a Miller Lite anytime. I was like, it's not too early for you to have a Miller Lite, 7.40 a.m. He's like, no way, dog, let's go. We proceeded to drink, you know, four Miller Lights each. Noise. Yeah. Just getting our Miller Lite on before. That was honestly, that was probably the beginning of the end. Like the, the week was pretty chill. And then I went out. I didn't go out that hard, but I, but you know, I wasn't in bed super early on Friday with the shows and all. So I probably get four hours of sleep before I've got to meet Matt outside for a day of golf. And then that's already Saturday. Now you got Saturday night, Sunday night. And two, and two shows oh, a night. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Two shows, holiday weekend, Vegas, a buzz. Oh, yeah. I was I was thinking about Vegas this weekend. I was thinking about uh, a, a wild my first Labor Day weekend there, which was which was kind of wild when I was first moving there in 2005 and I was a teacher and we had one week of school and I was thinking about that just how 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 crazy it was, but I was also thinking how much Vegas has just grown since I lived there yeah. 15 plus years ago. It's just the development. And then I started thinking about sports to be honest because there was no pro teams when I was there. And the rumor when I lived there back then was that the Marlins were going to come. Well, now but, they're saying it's the A's. Yeah. They're, they're like kind of counting on it. Yeah. Obviously the Marlins build a new stadiums. No one still goes to the games, but like, it's crazy to think like now we're almost near three teams. The city continues to grow. It's going to only continue to grow. And uh, it's crazy. Right. Because if they get a baseball team, they're going to have a basketball team in five, 10 years. LeBron, I think, wants a, a, a team Vegas in team? Vegas. I've read that. Or he's been open about that. Like, he wants to own a team in Las Vegas. It'd be a I'm fun city it. to I'm have into a team. it, for sure. I think they should definitely have a domed baseball team. I mean, I'm not the world's biggest Vegas fan, and, and a week there didn't make me a bigger fan. It's just, I mean... You know, they're the people that go to Vegas. I mean, the, the amount of people that go there with their families and shit, it's like it's nuts, man. It's like the upside down of the people who take their families to Disneyland or Disney World. Like Mikey and his sweet little children go to Disney World, and then some savage who's riding a fucking scooter made out of a cooler filled with fucking beers is taking his kids to Vegas, and you're like, Jesus, it's like Bizarro World version. Well, to me, when they take the fam to Vegas. That's one of those. Take me through your thought process. That's a yeah. total take me through your thought process moment. I know. I, I never, ever understood it. Never will. Somebody said something great to me when I moved there. And at the time, I was very defensive because what he told me on this saying made me think of myself and question myself. He said, everybody who moves to Las Vegas is running from something. <laughs> yeah. And I took it personally. The devil. <laughs> I took it personally at the time. I was thinking, what am I running from? But looking back on it, I think I was definitely maybe, whether you use the term running, getting away or trying to make your own mark. There's something to that saying about everybody who moves there is running from something because it's definitely a city. You feel it in the air. Like you just feel that air. It's different, man. Dude, went down to Fremont Street on Sunday night. 
there was like an outdoor concert. Fremont's great. Yeah. But there's like this outdoor concert. It's like the shitty band. And like the people who are hanging out watching this fucking shitty band up on like the stage. I mean, you you talk about Venice weirdos. It was like you could just like pick one guy and follow him for a minute, watch his fucking thing, and then just like easily without barely blinking shift to some other fucking. I mean, 10 legit lunatics moving seemingly independently of one another, but also maybe all live in the same fucking halfway house or something like that. I mean, craziness. It's just a wild place, dude. It's a oh, wild, for sure. wild place. We used to get bombed down by Fremont Street, us teachers. There was a great happy hour. God, I forget the casino. We'd go there. The El Cortez. It was well, El Cortez. Wow. Talk about like a, it's like, the El Cortez is like a crack house casino. Yeah. Like if you said, where's a, a crack house casino, you would look at the El Cortez. But What's was, amazing is they put that circa down right down there on Fremont Street now, which is like, seems like they're going to try to, you know, do the do the the uh, Fremont Street rebrand. That circa, that pool at circa is bananas. Oh yeah, I saw that. That's that swim stadium shit. Sure, my buddy was just there. I saw some pictures he took. He was telling me about that. Yeah, they're they're always rebranding stuff. And when you have that money, that gambling money, I mean, it's it's nonstop. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like an it it's Vegas is kind of like the live tour. Because it's just, it's just never ending money, right? Yeah. Like it's never ending money and it, they don't care who it hurts. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, it really is. Vegas yeah. really, really is the live tour. It's crazy. Well, I'd like to see. I don't know if you saw the odds. Speaking of Vegas, I wonder how the, the Cavs odds shifted. With I the didn't see it. That would have been it. Uh, you know what? I'm. I, I can't believe I didn't. I'm shocked you didn't see thing. it. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been an interesting to just to, just to check and see how I had moved that day. Um, I mean, I think the Cavs certainly there are the, their chances, you know, Vegas has to think they have a better chance of winning the championship. I, I'm not certain that this makes them a contender by any means. No. I mean, would you would you bet that the Cavs finish top four in the East this year? Well, being that it's Cleveland, I always want to say no. Yeah, me too. They gave up a lot. They did, but I mean, look, if it, okay, so, so not as much as you not as see the thing is is everybody, you know, everybody's like, oh, crying Knicks fans, crying Knicks fans. You thought you were getting Donovan Mitchell and then you didn't. It's like I think the only thing that's frustrating um, as a Knicks fan is it's it it seemed like and this is this is a weird thing that seems to be happening. It's always happened with the Knicks, I think, because people thought they could take advantage of us. And then obviously it's it sounded like people were trying to do this with Steve Cohen at the deadline, but maybe they've learned their lesson going forward and realize he's not going to, you know, just nut up just for the sake of it. But it seemed like the reason that the Knicks didn't get a deal done is that they wanted way, way, way more from the Knicks than they ended up getting from the Cavs. But the Cavs did give up a lot, but uh, I well, kind of like, I, I kind of like the deal for both teams. So the, so the Cavs give the jazz Lori marketing the, 
uh, how do you pronounce his name? The guy from Kansas, Akbaji. How, how's it pronounced? Sure. Colin Sexton, and this and this is the crazy part though. Three unprotected first round picks. Yeah. 2025, 2020, 2027, 2029, and two pick swaps for 2026 and 2028. I mean, they're just loading. Obviously, the Jazz are basically doing a full roster rebuild. So the Jazz now have 13 unprotected or lightly protected first-round picks through 2029. And two first-round picks next year. Yeah or I'm sorry, two first-round picks that they got in trades this year, guys that were first-round picks. So it's like, that's just a full roster rebuild. They're going to dump all their veterans. Yeah. Kind of what OKC is doing. Yeah, and I and I like this move from them because it didn't work, and they're punting, and the best place to be is the worst team. You know, the best place to be is the champion or uh, a championship contender. Make the conference finals you know, be a top four team in the league or be the worst fucking team in basketball. Yeah. And get your picks and have your draft picks and whatever. Now, obviously there is a middle ground of building something and being close and being one piece away and whatever. But even in those situations, um, you know, unless you're one piece away and you're going to get that guy at the deadline, what, you know, we, we haven't, we still haven't seen, even with the, you know, you had your Miami Heat finals run and you have whatever is like, we still haven't seen the team that came out of nowhere and won a championship. Yeah, nobody that won out of nowhere. Right. right. Obviously, matters, the Sun, right? you know, obviously the Suns went from being terrible to NBA finals. They didn't and win. then regressed. Yeah. It's tough, man. It just goes to show that to me, that's why the NFL again is king. Cause like you do have that. You kind of have the team that comes out of nowhere and can win a Super Bowl. Yeah. Like legit wise. Speaking of that, we're going to bring on Randy Ruther soon. The only reason he's not on already is he's on his podcast tour. He's, he's got multiple appearances today. Our show, the only one he appears on as Randy Ruther. Obviously, but Justin, you know, he's making his rounds these days. He is the official voice of the Cincinnati Bengals when it comes to comedy podcasts. You need a you need a guy to come on and tell you how the Bengals are definitely going 14 and three and returning to the Super Bowl to win. Justin will answer your phone call. Yeah, no, he will. And we're going to bring him on. We have a very special announcement that I, I want to tell him and tell the rest of the dirtball fam. So we're going to bring him on for that. But before we do that, you're wearing a Mets shirt. I got to bring up the New York Mets. Oh, the meets meets, but it's, but, but it's also the Mets. Shirt. Yeah. yeah, sure. You know, uh, you're, down, you're down to one game, Joe. It, it, like what's going on? You, you I, and I got I to gotta ask. You talk so much shit. You talked so much shit on this show about Braves and Braves fans. Yeah, mostly about Braves fans. I've never, I haven't really talked shit about the Braves at all. The Braves are the defending World Series champions. So I don't think there's shit to talk about the Braves. Um, the Braves have been playing great baseball all year. But uh, so there's a lot, I mean, there's a lot of thoughts. N none of, none of my thoughts are really about 
the Braves or Braves fans. I'm not really concerned with them at all. And that, I guess, is the difference between me and cock Braves fans is you guys never stop thinking about us. And the Mets, I'm just worried about the Mets. You know, it could be Team X. It could be whatever that are right behind us. But the bottom line is this. We're doing it again. We're doing it. They haven't caught us yet. Okay. And here's the other thing. The Mets are 99.99999% chance to make a playoffs. Do I want the Mets to win a division so that they skip the first series? Of course I do. Have I thought about how scary it is to have a week off? Yeah, I have. Have I been scared of, of, you know, what happens to a team if they, you know, you get one of those buy things and you have a week off, but I'm also like, Oh, DeGrom, Scherzer health, like blah, blah, blah. Let's, you know, let's take it. Also, um, I don't want to face the Dodgers any earlier than I need to. That's the best team in baseball. Um, the Mets did, you know, beat the Dodgers in a series just a couple days ago and, uh, are four and three versus the Dodgers this year, same amount of games they would play in a potential playoff series. So of course I want to win the division, but I said this about, I said this to the chirping Yankees fans on the show who called in early in the year when the Yankees were running away with the best record in baseball. And now are maybe not even running away with the AL East, which is, I don't really give a shit. I just want to make the playoffs and then have playoff series where Jacob DeGrom starts game one and Max Scherzer starts game two and then be like, come at me, bros. I mean, that's like, this is where I'm at. Like, I don't really give a, f- I play it on the moon, play it on in LA, play it in San Diego, play it in Atlanta, play it in where, play it in fucking Yankee Stadium, play it wherever. I just want to be in the playoffs, have Jacob DeGrom one, Max Scherzer two. And fucking take my chances. I love, I love my chances. Now, of course, of course, I want to win the division. And of course, it was probably the worst back-to-back losses of the year for the Mets. uh, And the worst series loss of the year to lose the national series the last three games. Especially coming off of a huge series win against the Dodgers. A huge season series win against the Dodgers. But that's baseball. In the end, it got to a game and a half a month ago. Then it ballooned to six again. And they've been, I love the idea that the Braves win today and the Mets lose today and suddenly we're even and that's it. The Braves are winning the division. It's like, I don't know. Uh, we, I, I, I've basically just been hearing all year that this is going to happen. And now here we are. It's still hasn't happened yet. Yeah. And you have a double header tomorrow against the pirates. So that should help if you win, like you're supposed to. Yeah. Like we're supposed to now, listen, the, the us winning against bad teams, like we were supposed to, was supposed to start three games ago, you know? Um, So you gotta, you gotta play and win the games. And Atlanta's gotten huge boosts from some rookies and they're fairly healthy And we've, you know, 
you know, Scherzer had to be removed from the last start, but it sounds like he's going to make his next start. And we've got a, we've got pitchers down and we've got bullpen issues and whatever. But the bottom line is this. We're in the playoffs. Yeah, that's all we're right. in. You got to just get in. We're in. And I don't give a fuck. I, do I have a preference? Of course. But do I really care? No. If you told me right now, healthy Scherzer, healthy DeGrom in the wild card, shaky Scherzer, shaky DeGrom in the division, uh, bro, have it. I like my chances. In every single series. Yeah. Having the best two pitchers in the series. Because which series don't I have the best two pitchers in? Sure. Walker Bueller's dead. So miss me with your fucking mix. Miss me with your strider fucking talk. Atlanta Braves fans. This guy gave up a couple infield hits, took a, took a bloody wet piss fart all over the fucking locker room after it's a mental image, sad, sad fucking crybaby bitch boy. Come play out. I mean, he's, he's crying in fucking July. I don't see him fucking shoving in October, whining about infield hits in July. Crybaby fucking bitch boy. Well, come see Strider in the playoffs. I fucking see Strider. That's why I see Strider fucking put on his pants by himself. Does he have his, does his mom live in his locker? I knew you get fired up. You always do. But the difference between me and Braves fans, I'm not concerned with you guys at all. Go ahead, make the playoffs. Have fun. Go ahead, win the division. I don't give a fuck what you guys do. It's turnt Tuesday here at Dirty Sports. No chill is turnt. And I think we need to speak with another turnt member of the Dirtball fam. Randy Ruther, I see, is entering and waiting to join the podcast. So let's bring Randy Ruther on here. Only Randy with his fucking his his camera sideways. Randy, you got to flip the cam. How do I do this? I don't know. How to do, oh, there we go. There we go. How do I see both you guys at the same time? I can just see Andy right now. I don't know, bro. Can you unlock your thing so you can go sideways? I don't know what's happening here. You can me always, You can only see me. Yeah. But oh, can- now I see both of you. I swiped over. Figured her out. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Is it the best week of our lives or what? Dude, I love the NFL, but I'll tell you what. I can only imagine. Like, like, give me your routine this week Dude, to, kick, uh, to kick it off. Uh, I wake up every morning and I YouTube search bangles to see what all came on today on there. Um, I've watched about every single fantasy football uh thing you can watch um good to go for that and uh yeah it's i mean i get i land thursday night going to la probably going to watch some football with old no chill on sunday that's right play some golf on monday uh friday to pass some time before kickoff let's go so tell me what let's you're rocking go. here what, what are we rocking here Ran- randy ruth or jersey baby so this is the official yeah, Super with, Bowl. The, with the Super Bowl patch. I paid the extra five bucks for it. 
You paid the extra five blocks for this is the bag. Making, making a grand total of thirty dollars from the janky <laughs> yeah. Chinese website. So, so this is the illegal. Don't Chinese worry about website. it. Uh, Define illegal. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I love. You know what I love. You know what I love. Prano. He can get some Jersey scent from like some countryside in the middle of China, but he can't get his phone working for Zoom. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like think about that. He can get all this set up. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, I, you know, I, I want to talk a little bangles with you because let's do it. This is obviously just the most, I, I, actually, let me just rephrase the highest expectations for the Cincinnati Bengals. Probably. For sure. Probably since they made their last Super Bowl. No, I'd say, I'd say, I think this Higher? is the highest. I think this is, yeah. I think, I don't think Bengals fans have ever been more confident that they have a good team. I'd say that. I'd also say that the expectations seem a lot higher because, like, people like me and Andy, we barely remember the 88 team. And those yeah. teams. And now all the I think NFL itself is just so huge now. And you got like a bunch of new people that somehow ended up on the Bengals bandwagon. And uh, yeah, I've never been this excited yet nervous about a season. And I am loving the fact that everyone's all, I, I was upset at first. That everyone was doubting us. But now I'm like, that's. Just keep building that chip on Burrow's shoulder. Keep doing it for me. I, would I you? also I also think there's a thing, you know, you go back to those teams, you go back to that that team that lost to the Niners. It's like there was a run there for a while where like yeah. the, the rotating uh you know, the rotating team that would lose in the Super Bowl to one of the NFC powerhouses. It was just like it was that was almost like um like a like a participation trophy. Like we're the team that got to lose to the Niners this year. We're the team that right. got to lose to the Cowboys this year. We're the team that got to lose to the Giants this year. Whoever, but right. the Bengals were close last year. The Bengals won the AFC last year, which is everybody saying you know the Super Bowl winners coming out of the AFC this year. They're the team that won it last year. I think the expectations of being. Uh, a Super Bowl, a contender to win the Super Bowl has got to be higher for Bengals fans now. Then, yeah, think think about how many times an AFC team snuck into that Super Bowl game in the eighties right. and the nineties and lost fifty-five to fourteen or whatever. Yeah, yeah, uh, we were an offensive line away from winning the Super Bowl last year. Yeah, I mean, it is crazy how close they were, and and I think with obviously with Burrow, as long as he's playing. Yeah. Right. Like I, I think the mentality for any Bengals fan or just NFL, you know, any sports fan who watches the NFL, you have to think with him on the field. It definitely is the super, like the potential to win a Super Bowl as long as Joe Burrow is playing. I would argue yeah. is is there. Like like he's one is of those. There. He's one of those few guys um, in the league. I do want to play a quick call before we get into some things from a fellow Cincinnatian, which, which do I have another Eskimo brother calling in? Come on, man. Well, this, this is from, (laughs) this is from, you know, a a dirt ball who calls in a lot, who's a, you know, a fan, but I want to hear your take now where you're at as far as Zach Taylor, because it's about Zach Taylor. It's a longer call, but it's about Zach Taylor going into kind of this season and what the expectation would be 
uh, for Bengals fans. Okay. Yo, my, uh, playing What's going on, Dirty Sports? It's Stolze in Cincinnati. Um, I'm listening to your guys' Thursday episode, and I just wanted to kind of come to Ruther's defense for his Zach Taylor take, and I want to come out and say, like, I'm a huge Bengals fan, everything like that. My main gripe with Zach Taylor is he spends too much time in the first half setting up plays that are never going to work just to give Joe something to adjust to at halftime. He doesn't come out. He doesn't start aggressive. You saw that a lot um, towards the second half of the season when all of a sudden they were chasing a lot of games, like 28 to three, because, you know, if their defense comes out kind of flat or something and their offense is trying to set up plays for the second half, they kind of get steamrolled for the first like three, four possessions. And then you would see kind of the theme of, they go into halftime, they make adjustments, they come back out, and they hit those setup plays. But for me, it's just whatever it is with Zach Taylor, he even came out in an, a, uh, in an interview or something, maybe a post-game, post-game interview. I remember watching it. And he said that it was around week 11 that he started giving Joe more reins of the offense because he started to pick up on the fact that Joe was understanding this. So with that being said, I don't think that Zach Taylor is that good of a coach. I think that Joe Burrow is exceeding in, like, I don't want to say in spite of Zach Taylor, but I think he's over-exceeding what Zach Taylor would would bring to the table for a quarterback that isn't Joe Burrow. Let me know what you guys think. I know I went over my one minute, but I felt like it was kind of justified. Stay dirty, boys. So, 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 so Justin, like, what do you think? Because obviously I've probably been too critical. I'll say that right now. Like I've probably been too critical, but I think maybe there's somewhere in the middle because I tend to agree with what he's saying as far as like, dude, let, because I, two of those games I went to, right. I went to the Niners game and I went to the Chargers game. Both were Bengals gotten big holes early. And then the second half, he's like, dude, let it rip Joey B. And they come right back in those games. Yeah, the Niners game, sure. But you also got to remember that's the game you had one punt returner muff, two returns. True. And that that puts the that puts you you have no choice but to play from behind if you can't do your job. But um I I do agree. I think that there's a lot stronger coaches in the NFL, but I think you know, you gave a 16-year-old a Porsche with Joe Burrow. I think, you know, he – I think it's – they're they're good for each other. Um, the one thing he was talking about, about, you know, they come out in the first half, and they they were trying to do some cute plays. But my biggest gripe and my biggest compliment for this team is that line gave them no time to try any of those, any of those plays. Half the time, Burrow's running for his life, so you're trying to do some – wide receiver, reverse flea flicker, end around option when you only have time for a play action. So um, I don't know. I think this year is going to be a lot. We're going to learn a lot this year about uh, Taylor as a coach. But, uh, yeah, you know, I can't complain. We, we were in the Super Bowl. I The coaching had to have got you – had to have done sure. something to get you there. But do I, I understand – your gripes, I do. Like, I don't think that you're 
like totally out of line for having the concerns you have. But I do think that I think he's going to be able to get the job done. I think he's going to be the fans love him now. He's great moves going to the bars after they win games. Like he's going to become a fan favorite. And I mean, hell, Marvin Lewis had a job for like 37 years and didn't win a playoff game. So this guy had it for two and took him to the Super Bowl. So he's probably going to be around till he dies. Like I, I've just come to accept that fact that he'll be the, <laughs> he'll be the head coach for at least another 50 years. So yeah. You just got to get used to him. Figure it I out. I mean, right? my, my, my Zach Taylor take is pretty simple. It's like, you know, the guy took over the team three years ago, third year you get in the Super Bowl. Right. You win two games, you win four games, you win 10 games, you go to a Super Bowl. He's a first time NFL head coach. I mean, I don't know what Bill Walsh's record is his first year. I don't know what fucking Bill Belichick's record is his first year. I know Pete Carroll wasn't good before he got to the fucking Seahawks. We were talking about some of the best coaches of all time. You know, you become a first time head coach by getting hired by a, by a team that's struggling. That's down. Unless you're a Mike Tomlin who comes in as an assistant. When some guy walks away from a championship team, you know, like, that's where you're going to go. You're going to be a first time head coach because some team that's down bad is going to take a chance on you. Uh, He's learning to coach, you know, would you argue he's learning on the fly? I mean, of course he's learning on the fly. Yeah. Everybody's like, you know, how could he not be? Sure. Um, So you're, you know, you become the head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals. He's already done more than fucking just about any coach in the history of the Cincinnati Bengals. It's year three. Like whatever your complaints are about him, you should probably temper them with the fact that yeah, he's he's made the Super Bowl in his third year. Now you want to hold him to a higher standard this year. Now we know what you're capable of. You know what your offense is capable of. You have these weapons to do this. You have fucking that. Okay, that's fine. But otherwise, criticizing a guy who takes over the Cincinnati Bengals of all teams. I love who, it. You know, who have like you, you, we got Randy here who's just the kind of mentally ill person that doesn't abandon this franchise. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like how sick do you have to be to still be a fucking Bengals fan at this point? You know, but it all comes around. It's like, I mean, if you're a, if you're a fan of the Bengals, the idea that you could even be a little bit critical of a guy that gets you the Super Bowl in year three, it's just to me, like, I don't know. Fucking what else can the guy do? I love it. No, I, I agree. I agree with you. And I love that I'm sitting here having this conversation about the fucking Cincinnati Bengals. Like it's crazy. It's I love it. Well, I think things are about to get a little crazy. I, I, I got a big announcement here to make. That's cool. Hey, before, before you make your net, did yeah. it work? Am I st- sideways again? Yeah. You're you sideways still- dog. God damn it. I can't. No, 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 well, Randy, I, you know, I've been holding on to this I mean, one this for is, a while. Can I say one thing before you make this announcement? Yeah. Uh, the, you know, I, I generally keep a pretty positive attitude uh, about my life. But when I've got fucking Andy Ruther sitting in his like, I mean, he's a homeowner and he's I, he's still in like some sort of, you know, uh, decorated, missing decorations, fucking window lists, uh, you know, basement dwelling here again but he does own a home randy in his palatial you know phoenix adjacent estate here i am in a fucking studio apartment i'm like man this is where i'm at 
I got fucking hey. Randy and Andy fucking flexing their their homes on me. Hey, I can't wait to hang out this weekend, Joey. Oh, let's, let's go. <laughs> How many it. Miller lights are we drinking? <laughs> I'm going to need the four days to recover from Vegas. just till you get here. <laughs> Absolutely yeah. amazing. Well, look, I'm with it, Andy. Well, look, I'm Randy, with it, Andy. I'm, I'm, I'm going to hit the dirtball fan with something. I'm going to hit you with something. So do you, do you see the shirt I'm wearing? Yeah. It smells it's, delicious. I can Gold smell Star it is here. my favorite. That's a, it, that's like a, that's like a Guy Fieri fucking thing. So it's a Gold Star town. shirt that says Gold Star is my flavorite. I'm actually wearing a Gold Star hat. And there's a reason for this. Oh, oh my God. Do you know who the official chili of the Cincinnati Bengals is? The Gold Star chili. That's right. Gold Star is the official chili of the Bengals. Well, I was contacted a few months ago by our friends at Gold Star. And they said, look, man, we want to work with some local people who, well, first of all, they're like, we know your whole Twitter background and all this, and you got a popular sports podcast, and we need some help with some social stuff. We want to work with you. You've been vocal because as we know, I've been adamant. I'm not even going to name that other brand in Cincinnati. I have been vocal on this show. Gold star is my numero uno when it comes to chili. Well, guess who's partnering with the official chili of the Cincinnati Bengals. I am dirty sports is doing stuff. So guess what? I might be coming back. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) I saved shotgun for you. I mean, look. Keep that curse away from us, though. I even have. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Look at. Hey, seriously, send that to me. I I want one. You want want one? I I picked up some swag. Obviously, they're sending me swag. I have Gold Star Chili Backpack right here with a Bengals logo. Now, how how many cans of chili does that backpack hold? Not enough. Not enough. <laughs> so, so for people who don't know, when you go to the Bengals stadium, you enter the red zone. It's the gold star chili red zone, right? So, yeah. so this is the big kickoff. This is the even bigger announcement. On Sunday, the, one of the first things I'm doing as a partner with my friends at Gold Star, I am doing an official Andy Ruther Twitter takeover Oh my God! <laughs> live, live tweet he the Bengals game. Back, he is back. <laughs> I am live tweeting from the Gold Star Twitter account, which you can follow at Gold Star Chili. Oh and my God! All during the Bengals. This is Steelers. such a that's, this is such a throwback, Ruther. <laughs> live tweeting it. and Bengals games. What I, year is it? Where's that white Palmer jersey? I'm, I'll be live tweeting from Gold Star Chili's Twitter feed, the Bengals Steelers game. All the tweets will be from me. I'm doing the corporate takeover. I'm taking over the corporate account from Gold love Star. It. I love and I will it. Be Andy. And it could be the first of many. And another thing that I have in the works with our friends at Gold Star is an official. I can't believe I just followed. I just followed a Chili account. <laughs> I love it. So follow them at Gold Star Chili. And guess what? We're working on a dirty sports Bengals meetup 
sponsored by our friends at Gold Star. They're going to provide the Coney crates and all Ooh. the great food that they have. Because, guys, Gold Star doesn't like I love Gold Star legit because it's not just Coney's. They got great cheeseburgers. They have great shakes. And guess what? We're working on a dirty sports dirtball fan meetup before a Bengals game. And I'm trying to do that Bills, Bengals, Monday Night Football. You tell me what game and I'll fly home for it for sure. I'm there. Me and the Jersey will make a trip. So I like you, that Randy's doing this show with his phone on the floor and he's standing over like he's doing yoga. It's it's not on the well, floor. How, God damn it. It's on a desk. No, you're good. You're good. I liked it. I liked it. I liked that I could All see right. the I like that I could see the, the ceiling fan above you. Namaste. It's like I just it's like I just ate too much gold star chili and had too many Miller lights and I passed out on the floor and you're waking me up standing there's over no, me. There's no such thing as either of those, buddy. That's right. That's right. So Justin, Randy, I don't even know what to call you at the at this point. It seems Randy. like call me excited about Sunday, buddy. Between you and our friends at Gold Star, I'm just getting pulled back into this. I love world it. I love it. The Cincinnati Bengals. I love it. And if there's one thing that can get me back, it's my Gold Star chili. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you want Definitely. me to have you, do you want me to have some stuff sent your way? Yeah, dog. Are you kidding me? That bag <laughs> looks sick. No, but you want me, um, I, I, you want me to get you not only some swag, you want me to get I you want some chili. You want me to get some yeah. cans your way? I think I can handle that. I can only find that other shitty stuff out here. I can't find the good stuff. I, I know what you're saying. I know what you're yeah. saying. And, yeah. And, 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 I, and I know you know, a, official partner of over 20 years. Gold Let's Star. Let's go. And I'll give Gold Star this. They even say this, just kind of like how like Joe was alluding to and what you were alluding to about like all these years of bad Bengals teams. They even say that like we've been through the good, the bad, and mostly bad and ugly of being the official partner with the Bengals. I respect it. Are you stoked? Six and a half uh, point favorites. The, what are you thinking? Uh, yeah. Once they announced Trubisky as quarterback, I was they like, did. yeah. Uh oh, yeah, one city, so yeah. We'll take that. So I like that. Um, I got a Bengals fantasy hot take, if I may share with you guys. Yeah, bring it. Here we go. You ready for this? T. Higgins, more receptions and touchdowns than Jamar Chase this season. Wow. Why? Contract year, contract year. He's going to be playing a bunch of CB2s. And T. Higgins is a monster. You saw in the Super Bowl, Burrow's comfortable with him now. And I think this is going to be – I think Jamar is going to get him in yards because Jamar just makes those – you know, he has his games where he'll go for over 200 on you. But I think – like, I got him in my league. I took him in the third round. T. Higgins is my fantasy sleeper. And I do think he outperforms uh, Jamar in two of those stats. Wow, that's a that's a that's a bold take. Now you have you you have an announcement as well. What's going on with the Dirty Sports Fantasy League? I'm trying to. Well, we started a league, and when I made it, like right away, everyone hit me up, and I I cut it off at twelve because I think after that it just gets like I I don't yeah. So I was like, well, why don't we just make it a Survivor League? And everybody in our fantasy league was about it. So today, after I get off here with you guys, I'm going to go get a Survivor League made, and then I'll post the link on Reddit, 
if you want to join it and then I'll uh, uh, tweet it out and I'll tag both of you in it. If you guys could uh, let the other dirt balls know, but I think it'd be fun. I think it'd be something fun. And then we'll think of like maybe a swag bag or something to give to the winner of all of it. So maybe, I mean, case, maybe a case of chili, case of Miller light, something case of Miller light, case of chili. <laughs> Be a damn man. good. That'd be a damn good gift. I got a lot of swag over here that's been sent to Dirty Sports Way. We've got a, uh, you know, we got we got some things we put in a swag bag. So we there's no, it. yeah, there's no fantasy now. You're you're just doing a Survivor. Yeah, we're just going to do a Survivor League so everybody can get in and everybody can talk shit on the message boards. And like I said, uh, the best thing for me about this Randy Ruth or Personia is wait that's a some, persona i thought you had a, I, I mean thought you fully identify yeah, there are I mean, yeah. some, there are i i mean i live in arizona and i got to be careful what i identify as but um it's a good joke huh political uh <laughs> but um no i was just thinking about it that like how great twitter is now because all i see is these off the wall text uh tweets from dirt balls and i was like yeah uh, some kind of fantasy league with all these guys would be fun too so I'll, I'll get the link and everything going. And yeah, I mean, I know we all were already like in debt with how much we pay on other fantasy leagues. So this one will, we'll just make it more fun. And then uh, survivor leagues are fun. Cause then you actually care about more than just your team's game that week. So, yeah, well, I agree. We'll, we'll set that up, get that link out on Reddit, get that, that yeah. link out on Twitter. Joe and I can retweet that and uh, Let's do it. make sure you're checking out that gold star chili Twitter feed on Sunday. Oh. I'll I be can't there. believe I just followed a chili tweet, a chili Twitter <laughs> account. Hey man, I think I actually tweeted them earlier this week too, which is hilarious. So I I got some fun stuff ready. You, you know you, you know me, Joe knows. Let's go. Joe's right. This is like old school Andy Ruther now taking over a Twitter feed, tweeting. I'll be. Uh, I'll, I can't I'll wait have... to hear. I can't wait to hear what the gold star chili account thinks about the Grammys. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Gold Star is going to be excited when they get a Lance Bass follow on Twitter. I think, I think he got, I, I think it's funny. I think he got off Twitter, but uh, yeah, I, I have to be a little, you know, you know, we'll, 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 we'll see. We'll see. You know, I got to try to, we'll see what I can say and what I can't say, but yeah, we, we, we all know, uh, you know, now that I'm corporatized a little, we'll, we'll see, but mostly I have free reign. It's an Andy Ruther yeah. takeover. Is yeah. this, is this just about peak? Ruther or like, I mean, Taco Bell would have been a huge corporate sponsor, but like Gold Star, I mean, that's your, that's your true, that's your old that's Cincinnati, yeah. Cincinnati bread and butter. No, you're Do right, man. Proud. It's, Do us proud, Andy. I mean, I told them, I was like, I legit, you know, this is great. When you're letting me pick out Gold Star swag, this is, this, this means a lot to me. And uh, I might've shed a tear. Maybe. I love maybe, it. Maybe shed a tear, but look, it's always good to have you on. Do you oh, think Gold Randy. Star saw Randy Ruther and accidentally invited Andy Ruther? Was I supposed to be the one that got this opportunity? Are we sure about this? Well, it's funny you ask that because they they do know about you, though. <laughs> well, it's funny you ask they that should. because when, when Andy showed up for their first meeting, they were like, where's your mustache? Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, no, that's Randy Ruther. <laughs> With four R's. Yeah. So... All right, fellas, have a great rest of your episode. Joey, I'll see you Friday morning, buddy. Sounds great, buddy. Take care, right. Justin. See you guys. Randy. That's hilarious.
dude how many i'm gonna say like- i'm you know what I, I i tried to get it in before when we were doing you know a quick preview but uh uh, uh randy pivoted to a uh t higgins uh hot take i kind i kind of like the steelers money line do you yeah, I just I like I like a lot of I like a lot of money line underdogs this first week. I'm trying to see all the places where you could get these crazy values. And it's like I mean, I think the Bengals win that game, but like I kind of like the value on, on some of the on some of the week one money lines, which will obviously go over on Thursday. But uh, you know, that's my gambling strategy for the NFL's money line dogs, and no better time to get some money line dogs than week one. Um Sure. Kind of like it. six and a half, six and yeah. a half. The world. I mean, I think it's uh, high. I think it's high. Think about five years ago, just saying the Bengals are six and a half point favorites over the Steelers. Oh, how times have changed. Oh, how times have changed. Well, Joe, when he was bringing up the T Higgins, as far as the yards comparing to Jamar Chase, I couldn't help but think of our partner for this upcoming. 2022, 2023 NFL season. Our friends at Prize Picks, who will be the official daily fantasy partner of the Dirty Sports Podcast, because that would be a fun one. You know, I didn't even know. You know, there's been, there's been so much wheeling and dealing behind the scenes with uh, by you, Andy Ruther. You know, you're working with Chili companies now. We have Prize Picks, like. You know, I don't find out stuff out until we're about to start working with somebody. So the other day, I just get this box of stuff from Prize. I was like, what is Prize Picks? And then I text you. I was like, are we working with some place called Prize Picks? And you're like, yeah, we are. But I had already Googled it and looked at it. And I was like, wow, I actually really like this concept in terms of daily, daily fantasy. This is a style of um, gameplay if I should say that I really am excited to participate in. Well, it's great because you, you aren't competing against other people. It's you versus the projections available. So basically you can make entries within 60 seconds or less, and they are available in most States. So that's, what's great. They're available in most States. And obviously this whole, how everything's changing as far as, you know, the laws, I, uh, it's changing by the day as we know. And what's great about prize picks is you can make projections on basically any sport. So not just NFL, college football, obviously NBA, major league baseball, you name it. I mean, you literally name it and you can make the entries in 60 seconds or less. So any dirt ball that's a first time user or anybody listening in general that deposits and uses promo code dirty, you will receive a 100% instant deposit match basically to, matching your deposit up to a hundred bucks up to a hundred dollars so if you deposit a hundred dollars in prize picks they'll give you a hundred dollars if you deposit 50 they'll give you 50 so now i i want to say for the dirt balls that are listening that do like daily fantasy i was investigating prize picks when i first found out my first got our swag bag and found out that we were working with them and let me tell you guys how this is different from a lot of the other daily daily fantasies that I don't really enjoy that much. Um, what I liked about this, and you know, there's a lot of obviously with all, all, many of these companies, there's uh, you know a lot of uh, how how do I put it? Um, you know, fine print of what you know how to play, how not to play. But what I like about this is 
you're you're doing greater than less than you know you get t higgins catches on the day are we going greater than or are we going less than you know and then you can do five of those you know you pick pick five different greater thans or less thans yards catches touchdowns hits home runs whatever the it may be and you put them all into uh you know to one sort of um play and if you go five for five or whatever it is like you're gonna you're gonna win and i like that no me too i i really do i like that again you're you're just competing against the projections and it i mean it's that simple so basically this is going to be our partner for the whole nfl season i can't recommend them enough so just download prize picks today and play daily fantasy sports with us, Joe, myself, Randy Ruther, whoever's playing. Make sure to use promo code DIRTY when you sign up for prize picks. Once again, they're gonna they'll match hundred percent instant deposit up to one hundred dollars. So go ahead and do that and we look forward to doing that because we'll be doing segments all year as we look at different, uh, possible plays on each game, each week, each team, each player, and we'll be working with prize picks. Gets you turned, doesn't it, man? It really does. Like, I'm excited. And I agree, week one is going to be fun, but also the future projections we have. I thought of you today, Joe, because I was looking at the MVP odds and also looking at just all the odds, I should say. You called it. The Detroit Lion Kool-Aid drinking is strong right now. The current favorite to win Coach of the Year is Dan Campbell. That's insane. That's insane. Like... The easily the favorite right now. Now the, uh, I feel like coach of the year, like you got to win 10 games to be coach of the year. Right. Well, that's what I find so interesting. Like they can't go eight, nine. He's not getting coach of the year. They, They have to make the playoffs. Like if the lions went nine and eight and made the playoffs, I think he'd get coach of the year. Okay. They're over under under six and a half. Correct. So what the fuck are we talking about? I mean, look, obviously the Bengals were right around there last year. They also have Joe Burrow, not Jared Goff. It's just crazy to me that the Kool-Aid drinking is so strong because of hard knocks. Yeah. I mean, if you go through the list. And and because Lions fans are delusional. Yeah. A hundred percent. So the list goes like this. If you go in order right now. Dan Campbell, Brandon Staley, Kevin O'Connell, Brian, Brian Dable, Nathaniel Hackett, Doug Peterson, Mike McDaniel, Josh McDaniels. I'm just, I'm shocked that, that Dan Campbell is the odds on favorite. And that just means a lot of people have bet him though. A hundred percent. That's what I'm saying. And the same for defensive rookie of the year. The overwhelming favorite right now for defensive rookie of the year is Aiden Hutchinson. He's the overwhelming Listen, favorite. Having having guys on the the Lions that are really good 
is really not something I take issue with. That's a way more reasonable bet than than Dan Campbell. Lions draft high every year. They've had they've had some of the they might have had the greatest running back in the history of the sport and the greatest receiver in the history of the sport, but besides Jerry Rice, I mean they might have. Also, yeah. what the fuck did those guys win? I think you have I like I think there's a better chance that Aiden Hutchinson wins league MVP than there is that the Lions make the fucking playoffs. Yeah. It's crazy, though. It's crazy that this many people are well, watching we hard this. We went through this. We went through this. We, we got signs of this last year, Thanksgiving. We told Lions fans to boycott. And they're like, why? We love this team. And we we're like, because you guys always suck. And they're like, well, what's us not loving the team going to do? And I'm like, what's it's almost like you guys don't even understand how fucking sports works. <laughs> Now, I'm looking at this on the Athletic website. And the comments, the, a lot of the comments seem to follow your and my mindset of just like people saying like, dude, what? Like, I'm watching Hard Knocks. What's the plan here? Right. Like, like everyone's like, look, I'm rooting. It, it's a classic. I'm rooting for him. I like the guy. He's likable. But like coach of the year? Yeah. Like. I mean, like you said, you got to make the playoffs, man. Do we think the Lions are going to make the playoffs? No. I don't know a coach of the year doesn't make the playoffs. I think I think that's the one requirement that you have to have to be a coach of the year. You have to at least make the Again, if the Lions make the playoffs, I have no problem with Dan Campbell winning coach of the year. No problem at all. Okay, but what if the fucking Dolphins win the AFC East? What if fucking, you know, what True. if the what if the Eagles go 13 and 4? What True. if what if the Giants win the NFC East? What if fucking like the, the, you know what? This is precisely the point. This is how bad your fucking franchise is. We're saying if you guys make the playoffs, that your coach should be coach of the year. That's how fucking bad you guys are. You so don't make the playoffs that all you have to do is make the playoffs and it doesn't matter what happens in the league. Some people will just be like, give the guy fucking coach of the year. Your franchise fucking stinks. You guys fucking stink. What if, what if the Broncos win the AFC West? With the first year head coach. And all those guys in there. And, and honestly... That's 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 everything that's wrong with the Lions franchise. That we are guys that know fucking football, that do a sports show fucking twice a week, that dive headfirst in on football. And I'm not even blaming Andy Ruther for the take, but that's what, where we are. Where you guys are so fucking bad. They were like, if you guys go nine and eight and win the fucking playoffs, your coach is fucking it's a genius. Because <laughs> you guys fucking stink. And, he'd, oh. and honestly, he'd probably win it over Brian Dable coming in and being a first-year head coach and going 12-5 and five and winning the NFC East. 
Not that I'm saying that's going to happen, but then you're like, oh, well, the Giants, you know, they're a good, well-run organization. Meanwhile, Dan Campbell fucking with all the grit, put the fucking team on his back and dragged them nine and eight to the fucking playoffs. It's, you know, why he was able to do that. All the up downs during hard knocks. Your franchise is a fucking dumpster on fire being pushed down a river of shit. We're like, we're the biggest projections of six and a half. If they go 70s coach of the year. Bar is low. Really low. I don't know why, but I just want them to lose a lot. Like, I like, I like, I just think it's so funny. It's so you know funny. why I want them to lose a lot? Because they hired a fucking gym coach to be their fucking head coach and they and they think it's a great fucking idea the leagues all these sports leagues baseball fucking advanced you know statistics basketball with putting it you know having to be fucking salary cap smart so that you can put together multiple superstars to win a championship football everybody pushing to the cap to the brink and then also having quarterbacks on rookie contracts but then being able to protect them and surround them with weapons have a defense everybody's gotten so smart about how to win a championship except the lions who are like you know we need a guy who really fucking yells at the fucking players about push-ups like what the fuck year is it Yeah. Final episode tonight, by the way. I'll be watching. Again, I like Dan Campbell as a person. Sure. Great. Awesome. I like Randy Ruther as a person. I like our boy Justin. I can't wait to play golf with fucking Justin. I'm probably if the Bengals hired him to be the fucking head coach, I'd be like, Yeah, you're done fucked up. Do you remember Dan Campbell on the Giants? Yeah. And I remember on the fucking Cowboys. And I remember him on the Whatever. It's great. Ah, football season's here, man. Justin Allen is the favorite right now for MVP. And we'll go over all this on Thursday. Again, we're going to do Josh Allen. Sorry, Josh, Josh Allen. We'll do a full NFL preview like we always do. I mean, Josh Allen... And Justin Herbert, those guys are out there. But if Jared Goff can win five games, give him the MVP right now. I saw the released Manicast schedule today. Fuck yeah. What is it? What does it look like? It's interesting the games they choose and that they don't choose. So the Manning cast will be weeks one, three and four, seven through nine. 13 through 15. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. They're doing nine of the 17 weeks. So these are the nine weeks that the Manning brothers have chosen to do. Week one, Denver, Seattle. Week three, Dallas Giants. Week four, Rams, Niners. Week seven, Bears, Patriots. Week eight, Bengals, Browns week nine, Raven Saints week 13. By the way, I, lo- I low key like that Seattle money line too. Wow. 
Week 13, Saints, Bucks, 14, Pats, Cardinals, 15. You have Rams, Packers. I noticed in the comment section, somebody pointed out something interesting. They have avoided the Colts now two years in a row. Hmm. Not the Giants, obviously. Wow. But but I they they I don't think Eli Manning will ever have a bad thing to say about the Giants, but the Colts. They've avoided both those weeks this year and they avoided them last year. To me, I would say that's plant. Not that I don't know. I don't think Peyton would have anything bad to say about the Colts. I don't know. Or does he not want to say something negative watching the game? I, I honestly don't know. I mean, like something negative. I just he he doesn't want to say something bad about the team. It's interesting. Are we but, sure? Are we sure Peyton Manning has no beef whatsoever with the Colts for sucking for luck? I mean, how could you, man? He had serious neck surgery. Like they didn't know if he was going to well, play football again. Well, he went on to win the Super Bowl. The Colts did not. I, I know, but I'm saying, like, how could he not understand the Colts' point of view? I don't know. I listen. Here's my the reason that I think we're not talking about. I don't know. Let's let's talk about it. Russell Wilson, you know, and I'm not doing this to 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 mock you or shame you or anything like that. But we're not talking about a guy who won them a Super Bowl and therefore deserved all I'm talking about one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever walk the earth. Yeah, but again, also had like of all the injuries, but he obviously said, I mean, they obviously knew he was planning on coming back. I don't know. Did they? I don't know. I, mean, I think it was pretty risky. I think all that stuff was risky. I don't know. I know I'll be tuned. I know I'll be tuned in for this. Let's not forget. I like I forgot Joe Buck and Troy Aikman are doing Monday Night Football now for ESPN. No, I'll be tuned in to those weeks where Peyton and Eli are not broadcasting. <laughs> I still enjoy the people. I shouldn't say enjoy. I still laugh at the people who have issues with the Manning cast. Like I, 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 and I, 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 I don't laugh at them. I don't. I'm sad. Like for, why? I, I, yeah. You get like football. Them. You get football knowledge, and you get great brother banter that's funny, entertaining while you watch the game. Who are you people who don't like the Manning cast? Weirdos who like fucking want like want the crowd noise or something. I just don't get it. Like, why wouldn't you want that? We have some football related calls. Why don't I get to them? Go 310-359-8365. That's the dirtball hotline. Give us a ring. We did not get any Lamar Jackson or Ravens fans calling in. But we did get a Colts fan calling in. He's about, turned for Matt Ryan? No. He's turned against Matt Ryan? He's turned for Lamar. He's calling in about that situation. Okay. 
Like he would take Lamar in a heartbeat. Okay. To be on the Colts. Well, let me just say this right now before you even play the call. Okay. I think this Colts team is better off at least for this year with Matt Ryan. I am not, I have not sold my Matt Ryan stock. Matt Ryan's a great quarterback. Now, what does he have left? I don't know. But his style suits a team winning a Super Bowl more than Lamar Jackson's does. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he was a quarter away. What up, Joe, Andy, the boys, Dirtball Nation. Um, Loki, my second call, same episode, but you said Ravens fans call in, and I'm not a Ravens fan, but uh, unfortunately I'm a Colts fan, and I, I would tell you this. I would join Tom Brady in the sacrificing of children to have Lamar Jackson on the Indianapolis Colts. Because personally – with who's available and who I think could win a Super Bowl with the roster that the Indianapolis Colts have, it sure as shit ain't Matt Ryan, but I put a lot more faith in Lamar Jackson. Now, yeah, there's like five, maybe six other guys that have over that, but compared to Matt fucking Ryan, I don't care how much money I got to spend. Fucking I'm out. Condoms are for, well, I'll be honest, guys. I don't use condoms. Goodbye. So he is really selling the Matt Ryan stock. I look, my thing, I agree. Like, I'll be curious. I'm kind of doing a let's wait and see on Matt Ryan. Let's let's I just mean, hold steady and let's wait and see what he does. I, I don't I'm not selling, I'm not buying. I'm just saying let's wait and see what he does because the Colts do have a good roster. And who have, who had more? Game. Who had more? Uh, who had a higher completion percentage last year, Matt Ryan or Lamar Jackson? Guarantee it's Matt Ryan. Who had more yards by eleven hundred? Well, Matt Ryan. Lamar didn't play. play who had much. more touchdowns? Matt Ryan. Who had a higher passer rating? Matt Ryan. Who was sacked almost identically the amount of times? despite playing in five more games. 38 sacks for Lamar Jackson, 40 for Matt Ryan. Adjusted yards per attempt, 6.85 for Lamar Jackson, 6.84 for Matt Ryan. People, this is, this is essentially everything that's wrong. I'm sorry to take a shot at our boy here. This is essentially essentially everything that's wrong with sports hot take internet. Thinking that Lamar Jackson is leaps and bounds better than Matt Ryan right now is stupid. It's it's factually incorrect. It's stupid. The best ability is availability. Lamar Jackson can't stay on the fucking field. He has a worse rating when he is on the field. He completes less passes when he is on the field. Yeah, of course, Matt Ryan has more touchdowns, blah, 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 because he had more yards because he played more games. He also completes a higher percentage of his passes. He also has an identical adjusted yards per attempt. He also has 
the same amount of sacks, even though he played five fucking more games on a team that was way worse. But he's not as good at Madden. If I was playing Madden, I'm not ripping off a fucking 700-yard passing game and 400 rushing yards from Matt Ryan. What about the argument, if I counter, that the Colts style with having such a great running game with Jonathan Taylor fits Lamar better? Yeah, that's actually a good, you know what, that, that, you know, that is a good counter. Perhaps the way this Colts team is set up, they'll be the first team since we went to color video to wildcat their way to a championship. Yeah, they get the fucking full house backfield, <laughs> fake fake a couple of of fullback dives, and then have Lamar go Bart Star in the ice bowl over fucking the guard, just shoving his way in while three guys on the sidelines smoke cigarettes, and Joe Namath makes a does a pantyhose ad. What the fuck are we talking about? The NFL is a passing league. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Great. Having a great running game is fan fucking tastic. But you know what it's most fantastic for? Setting up your fucking play action passing. Lamar Jackson wasn't healthy last year. Okay. How come he completes less percentage of his passes than Matt Ryan, who stinks, according to the internet? I think Matt Ryan, and it's because of the Super Bowl. I just think he's one of the and and I was on that. Remember, if I was on the the Matt the Ant, Matt Ryan, I, I didn't feel he was that good, or I felt he was overrated until he won the MVP that year. But like, I feel he and I changed. I feel like he gets disrespected. And by the way, I'm a Matt anybody. Ryan fucking realist. I, yeah, Matt, I I have blamed Matt Ryan as much for the Super Bowl as I did their fucking coaching staff. He took some fucking terrible, terrible, terrible sacks in that game. He made some terrible plays that essentially could cause me. But what the fuck are we talking about? Lamar Jackson doesn't have a Super Bowl to fucking point to as his failed game because Lamar Jackson's won one playoff game in his whole fucking career. Yeah, I'm not a Lamar Jackson hater, but can everybody have some fucking perspective? Cam Newton also has an MVP. I wouldn't want him to head. I wouldn't want him to be the coach of, or the fucking quarterback on any football team on planet Earth right now. Matt Ryan's an old, immobile white guy on a bad team last year, and he got sacked two more times than Lamar Jackson in five more games. He completes a higher percentage of his passes, and he has a higher quarterback rating, which is a broken measurement anyway, but still. Let's not act like one guy is the savior for Indianapolis and the other guy is a guy that you call up and go, Matt fucking Ryan. They both make the fucking Colts better than Phillip Rivers or Jacoby Buscoli or whoever the fuck else is the quarterback of the fucking team. Of course they do. But have a little perspective. Well, look, I think it's a I think it's a coin flip at best. 
What I find interesting about the Lamar Jackson discussion is that nobody talks about put him on a different team. You know, like, 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 let's let's flip those teams. What? What? I mean, this is a legit question. What does Lamar Jackson do last year on the Falcons? And I don't know. Does he get hurt a few more games earlier? I mean, Lamar has been on a team that traditionally has a pretty stout defense also. And that helps the quarterback so much when you have a great defense or even a, even a good defense, uh, mediocre to better than mediocre defense. That helps your QB so much in positional football. I don't think people ever talk about that enough with Lamar. And I just think if you put Lamar on different teams, you want to say, well, what is he? What are they? Matt Ryan has missed three games in his NFL playing career. That's wild, man. He played all 16 games in 2008. He played 14 games in 2009. He played all 16 games again until 2019. When he missed one game, he played all 16 in 2020 and all 17 in 2021. Let me ask you, if you're a Colts fan, do you want 17 games of Matt Ryan or question mark of Lamar Jackson? How many did Lamar miss last year? So Lamar missed more last year than Matt Ryan. Five games. So he missed more last year than Matt Ryan has done in his entire career. Correct. That's a wild stat there. I am not saying that Matt Ryan is better than Lamar Jackson these days. I am not saying Lamar Jackson is better than Matt Ryan these days. All I am saying is this. If you make a phone call to your favorite podcast and act like one guy you're going to fucking you'd, you'd kill babies for and the other guy gives you no hope, you do not know football. Turn your TV on, man. How does this happen? This is everything that's wrong with the fucking internet these days. This is the shit that, that, that drives me bananas. This poor guy had no clue what he was walking. I know, to. but it's, a, I'm just trying to, t I'm not trying to just fucking, but call this guy out in particular, but I'm just saying I'm mad at him because he is today's example of everything that's wrong with fucking internet sports fandom. This is just what, this is, we have to do it, Andy. We're guys who have to live in the metaverse of sports. And I have to watch the ESPN shows and I have to watch the NFL network shows and I have to read the Twitter accounts. I have to read the athletic. I have to do this. I'm trying to be a good sports podcast host. And the whole day I'm bombarded with some of the most reckless, uneducated, insane opinions that are based in no fact whatsoever. Call back and explain yourself. How? No chill. But just tell, like, how does it happen? My only, the, the only thing I have is you play a lot of Madden. That's what I've got. That's the best. Honestly, call back and just say that because otherwise I don't have an excuse for you. 
You watched the NFL last year? Did you? Matt Ryan has missed less games in his career than Lamar Jackson missed last year. Oh, and he outperformed him. On a worse team. What is interesting, they both have an MVP. Like, they both have that. Yeah, and no one's saying either of these guys are a lock to make your favorite football team the fucking champion if they join your team right now. I'm not sure Matt Ryan puts the fucking Colts over the top. I'm not sure Lamar Jackson should be extended by the fucking Baltimore Ravens. I am equally unsure about the future of both of their careers. Let me but ask to this. Act like one is a fucking MVP candidate today and the other guy is a washed up fucking, you know, good for nothing piece Walmart of trash reading. yeah that 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 you have to that you as a Colts fan somehow has to somehow has to deal with this year. Let me ask this. Who's the best quarterback in the Colts division? Because you have Matt Ryan, you have Ryan Tannehill, you have Trevor Lawrence, and I don't even know who's starting for the Texans, nor does it matter. I'd argue Matt Ryan's the best quarterback in the division. Yeah. I mean, Trevor Lawrence might make big year two leaps. We'll see. TBD on that. But I'd argue of those quarterbacks in the division, I want Matt Ryan above everyone else. Yeah. I mean, the bar is pretty low in that division. All right, let's hear a call about the Ruther curse. Hey, what's going on, boys? This is Jordan, number one, Putnam County, Ohio, Dirt Ball. Just calling to let you know that I leaned heavily into the Ruther curse with my uh, $2,000 fantasy football draft last night. I uh, got me Russell Wilson, Cortland Sutton, DeAndre Swift, Amon Ross St. Brown, and Melvin Gordon. Since you guys are so low on Russell Wilson and the Lions, uh, I might be the only uh, non Lions fan uh, to put a bet on the Lions and the Broncos in the Super Bowl this year. Just doubling down on that Ruther curse. Uh, Jamar Chase won me three leagues last year with Ruther hating on the Bengals. So let's do it again. And uh, still waiting on your call for uh, who's got who you got for the Browns versus the Panthers week one. Uh, as you guys know, there's uh, people who are graduated high school this year who've never lived to see a Browns win on opening day. So we need you for that one, Andy. Uh, help us, Andy Ruther. You're our only hope in uh, Browns Nation right now. And uh, stay dirty, boys. Ruther country. Let's ride. Amazing. By the way, did you see Trubisky mocking a let's ride? I mean, that's where we're at now. Mitchell Trubisky is I didn't mo see it. mocking let's ride videos. He did? Yeah. I don't think Russell gets it. Like, I don't think, I don't think, because I saw the Air Force Academy, obviously also in Colorado. They did it. And Russell. I've been, I've been saying let's ride. I, like, people uh, don't know I'm using it ironically. Just the other day, somebody was like, I was like, let's ride. <laughs> I, I can't stop saying, all right, I'm going to play this. Let's ride. Let's ride. Let's ride. Oh man. 
Man, Mitchell Trubisky's mocking you. I know, right? Like Mitch, keep your head down, bro. I don't know if I don't know if you're in a position to be mocking anybody. And, and by the way, for the record, I'm not like my thing about he's like, oh, about about Russell Wilson. I, I said I'm gonna wait and see. I I I don't know what to expect. My stock isn't as high as it used to be. No, it's not for sure. But I'm not like I'm not like, oh, Russell Wilson's washed. I think again, we'll see. We'll see. Now you picking those guys on uh, the Lions. Look, I'm on uh, St. Brown or whatever his name is. Well, also let me let me tell you. You took their running back. That was reckless. Let me just tell you. Took DeAndre Swift. Let me also say one thing about this. You guys fading the Ruther curse is like a brilliant play. But if Ruther and I are on the same side. It's not the Ruther curse. It's always Ruther going. <laughs> it's always Ruther going rogue on some shit. It's true. That fucking the Ruther going rogue is where the fucking where he really is dangerous. Brandon Ingram is like the yeah, poster yeah. child for it. Yeah, Brandon Ingram. I mean, Albert Pujols is Albert Pujols might hit eight hundred home runs now. Like we don't know what the fuck. Like it's. I mean, it's just a wild. Like and also unprompted out of nowhere. You're right. You're right. Like throwing somebody under the bus you know who fucking sucks and you're like why are you even bringing this guy yeah brandon ingram's a fucking bust and you're like dude it's not even basketball season why is brandon ingram out here catching strays from you on a random april day you know it's just the ruther it ruther the ruther curse is like getting possessed by voodoo like sometimes he just wakes up and decides to put the bad juju or good juju depending on how you look at it on somebody so you know I wouldn't ride the Ruther curse to the to Lions fantasy wins. <laughs> you mentioned Lions in the Super Bowl. Yeah. You might have to get your head checked, man. I mean, I, again, I know the, the comeback would say, oh, the Bengals made the Super Bowl last year. Dude, they're still not the Lions. Like the, the Lions, the Lions are on a lonely island. They are on that is Island's Island Lion. There's there's no other people like the Detroit Lions when it comes to to the NFL. There really isn't like the lions are just, they're lost in the Bermuda triangle, the Bermuda triangle of grit of determination of all the weird things that Dan Campbell's doing. And I haven't made my decision on week one for the record that that Browns Panthers game is going to look interesting. It's two and a half points. Carolina faves. So we'll see. Yeah. I've seen a lot of people uh, buying in on the Panthers with Mayfield. I don't hate that wild buy-in, like just being like, oh, the Panthers are going to be sneaky good. I'm like, all right, fucking, we're going to make wild fucking predictions. That is not the worst. No, it's not the worst. The worst is the worst is treating fucking Lamar Jackson like he's the savior and treating Matt Ryan like he's the fucking Timmy from South Park. <laughs> the poor kid. The guy just calls in. Well, I mean, it's a, it was a reckless call. <laughs> Have you fucking called out? He's like, I used to listen to dirty sports and then Prano put me on blast. I mean, it's, not, it's not my fault. I, I even I, like... It's all right. Hey. Not my fault. I did. I did the legwork to to. 
You did. I was like, I was like, listen, I think this, I was like, you provided evidence. You provided. I was like, I think this is a terrible, terrible take. I'm going to go to NFL player comparison just to make sure I'm right. Dude, people hate Matt Ryan, man. I don't know what it is. I think he's just was a boring vanilla white dude. That's where Russell Wilson needs to get hate from. Can you imagine if Matt Ryan mocked him? Matt Ryan? Yeah. Like, that'd be the ultimate mocking. You think Peyton and uh, Eli addressed that during the Manning cast? Let's ride. You, you, I bet you Eli, because Eli is the funnier one. Yeah. Eli, I think Eli makes a let's ride joke. Yeah. I think he does. God, I love Eli Manning. Holy I, shit. I think he's going to make a joke. And just, and just, you know, just so that everybody knows that I'm fine with a, a, you know, a crazy hot take. I just wanted that caller to know as an Indiana Colts fan, I think you're better off with current day Eli Manning than both of those options. So that's, you know, that's where I'm at. Wild. Absolutely I'll take I'll, t- I'll take Eli Manning straight off the couch of Omaha Productions. I still say put Eli in eighteen on the Colts, and they're fucking. They have a better chance of winning the Super Bowl than either of those two guys that you're fucking throwing around. Wild. Give us a ring 310-359-8365. That's our hotline. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Dirty Sports. I'm available at Andy Ruther. Joe. What's all your social? I am at Joe Prano on all social media, except for Twitter, where I'm still at Fix Your Life. Uh, shout out once again to all the dirtballs who came to Vegas. Next stop. Uh, I believe I'm going to be opening for Eddie If down in Irvine this Friday. Is that the 9th or Saturday? Friday the 9th, Irvine Improv with Eddie Ift. Um, And then just stay on JoePrano.com for shows or, uh, as always, um, my uh, Instagram, where I post a lot of my shows and flyers, coming in New York soon. So if you're an East Coast dirtball, please follow my social media so that you'll know where I'll be when those dates are booked. Cool. All right, guys. Full Let's NFL ride. preview. Full NFL preview. Thursday before the opening starts. Bills, Rams. Going to be a fun one that night in LA. So make sure you tune in for that. We'll be back in two days. Hope you guys had a great holiday weekend. Looking forward to the NFL season. Be smart, be safe, and as always, stay dirty. Dirty. Dirty? Dirty? Let's ride. Let's ride. Let's ride dirty? Let's ride.